We would like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Preborn. When a mother meets her baby on an ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine connection. And the majority of the time, she will choose life. But she can't do it without our help. Preborn needs us, the pro-life community, to come alongside her. One ultrasound is just $28. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby or visit preborn.com. Jenna Ellis in the morning on American Family Radio. Jenna, first, good morning. Great to be with you, the queen of talk radio in America. The left does not want to honor our freedoms, and we have a responsibility to fight back. I love talking about the things of God because of truth and the biblical worldview. Fill that void with a vision that runs so deep that it dilutes the woke agenda. Well, thank you, Jenna. Right from the beginning, I knew you, so it's an honor to be with you. You're doing really well. Proud of you. Former legal counsel to President Trump. Jenna Ellis. Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Lieutenant Colonel Alan West. Welcome into my home here in Garland, Texas. Literally, you can see that I'm not Jenna Ellis, but I'm honored to be able to host the show for the next couple of mornings. And thank you for joining with us here on American Family Radio. And I'd like to have you call in 1-888-589-8840. And I just want to talk about a few things this uh, morning. And of course, we've got the upcoming presidential debate tonight. And so we'll discuss that. But living here in Texas, you know, without a doubt, I've been down to the border about 14 or 15 times. Last time I was down there was in August in Kenny County, which is right in between El, no, it's uh, Del Rio and Eagle Pass. And Kenny County has about 1,500 square miles. And this is the area down there on the border that a lot of people that don't want to get caught, they try to escape and evade up through Kenny County. And when you look at the sheriff's office down there, he only has about eight or nine full-time sheriff's deputies. And it creates an incredible gap. But I want us to look at this thing about the border from a biblical perspective, perspective, because I think it's important for us to understand that. You know, if you go to the Bible and you read about uh, when Adam and Eve bit the apple, sinned against God, and then all of a sudden they are cast out of the Garden of Eden, well, God put a sword of of fire there with one of the cherubims to make sure that there was no one to re-enter into the Garden of Eden. God didn't want illegal immigrants coming back into the Garden of Eden. He had cast them out. So God does understand and respect borders. And if you read also in Genesis, you can see that he outlines the borders of the state of Israel. Now we have the modern day state of Israel, but there has always been an Israel. So why is it that we see this disregard of our borders here in the United States of America? Well, there are several different things that I think are part of the new religion of the progressive socialist left. And open borders is one of those things. And I just don't believe that the left wants to respect our rule of law because in the constitution of the United States of America, in article four, section four, 
it talks about the fact that the federal government is supposed to guarantee to every state in the union protection from invasion. Now, I don't understand why there's this equivocating about this, or I don't even understand why we're not impeaching Joe Biden over the fact that he is violating the Constitution. Five, six, seven million people have come into the United States of America illegally. You look at the drug trafficking crisis. We have seen hundreds of thousands of Americans that have lost their lives because of fentanyl. And fentanyl is a chemical that is originated in China, is shipped over to the transnational narco-criminal drug terrorists, we call them the cartels, and then it's brought across our border. And in actuality, what you have is a chemical war that is killing America. But yet we're not doing anything about it. We're continuing to let it happen. The human and sex trafficking. You know, here in Texas, we are without a doubt number one or number two state in the United States of America for human and sex trafficking. Nothing's being done about it. You know, even in the Constitution, if the federal government fails to do what they're supposed to do in protecting us from invasions, the founding fathers were brilliant. And they laid out in Article 1, Section 10, Clause Number 3, that the states have an ability to protect themselves if there is imminent danger and harm that is occurring. And, and I have to tell you, when you look at what is happening with the drug, the human, and sex trafficking, we are facing imminent danger. So what is going on here in the United States of America? When we have a federal government, we have a president that has implemented a policy of open borders that is in violation of the Constitution, and there are no consequences and ramifications. We have a Secretary of Homeland Security that has been incessantly lying about this situation. See, I understand this whole thing about impeaching Joe Biden and the impeaching men inquiry about the uh, financial dealings that are tied to Hunter Biden. But when you have this clear violation of our Constitution that is resulting in the deaths of Americans, children that we have lost count of, we have no idea where they are, we have to do something. And I think that when you look at this new mentality of the progressive socialist left, this becomes one of their religions, along with climate change and same-sex marriage, gender dysphoria, murdering unborn babies in the womb. But this is a destabilizing effect on the United States of America. And what are we as the citizens supposed to do that? Well, first and foremost, we got to be better educated, better informed, so that we could be better activated to go out and stand against this incredible invasion. You know, back in 2008, I remember when Barack Obama gave this speech and he said that we're five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. 
And when you're allowing five to six to seven million people to come into your country illegally, you have no track of some of these individuals. And of course, when you go out to remote areas of Texas, like the Big Bend Mountains out in Brewster County, where those are the people that don't want to be detected and we don't know where they are. You know, earlier this month, we remembered 9-11. And we always say never forget. But here we are, once again, somewhat 22 years later. And we're allowing terrorists to come across our border. Yeah, we've captured some, but I tend to believe that we have not captured all of the terrorists. And what is even more disturbing about what we see happening are the amount of single military-aged males who are coming across the border. That's very disturbing. That's very disconcerting. You would think that at least we would be able to turn them back around. And this whole thing about, well, they're just... Colonel, they're just seeking asylum. When you're seeking asylum, you stop at the very first country that you enter into. That's where you claim asylum. You don't go through three, four, maybe five different countries and then claim asylum. And oh, by the way, we're talking about people from over 160 different countries have come into the United States of America illegally. Now, the left will say that they're escaping climate change. I don't think that the weather is that bad in 160 different countries that they are willing to pay $15,000, dollars $30,000 to come into the United States of America to include single military-aged males from China. So I think it's so important that we focus on this illegal immigration issue. And again, the operative word is illegal. You know, Fox News just covered the story of a couple who came here from Germany because they were homeschooling in Germany and homeschooling is illegal in Germany. Now they came here legally. They've been living here legally. Now, the Department of Homeland Security wants to deport them. But five, six, seven million people coming into the country illegally, well, they're down there cutting the barbed wire fences and the razor wire to say, just come right in. And then they lose track of them. See, something is upside down in our country. And this is a critical issue that we have to start dealing with. You know, here in the state of Texas, there was a report that just came out that says that the state of Texas is spending $5 billion to educate illegal immigrant children. What do you think that's like in some of the other areas? Now, I am very enthused and very happy to see what happened up in Staten Island where there was a judge that ruled that said, no, 
you cannot put these illegal immigrants up in a building in a neighborhood with their children because we're not vetting these individuals and we're placing our children in all types of harm and danger. So this is a critical issue that we are going to look at going forward. And I would hope that in this debate tonight, the GOP presidential debate, they will talk about the economic impacts and ramifications of illegal immigration on the United States of America. Because after all, the legal law-abiding American taxpayer is paying for it. You know, here in the state of Texas, once again, you know, people have been cheering this, uh, putting people on buses and sending them to New York and Los Angeles and wherever. It's $1,400 per illegal immigrant that's being paid by the Texas taxpayer for them to be shipped further internally into the United States. That's aiding and abetting human trafficking. So the economic costs and the ramifications of this open borders policy at a time when the United States of America is $33 trillion in debt. And the net interest of that debt is starting to exceed our defense budget. And oh, by the way, our yearly deficits are starting to click up to $2 trillion. And we don't have a budget, which means that the excessive spending will probably continue. So these are the type of things that we really need, especially the body of Christ, to be engaged on. Now, Americans are compassionate people. But Americans also want a respect of our rule of law. And Americans also want our sovereignty to be protected and honored. But most importantly, all Americans want safety and security and domestic tranquility in their homes, in their areas, in their schools, their communities. So we're going to have a break coming up. And when we come back, we'll talk about a couple of the other of the left's new religions. Because if you don't agree with these religions, you're going to be persecuted and prosecuted. And remember, 888-589-8840. I'd love to have a conversation with you. We'll be right back. Jenna Ellis in the morning. Guest host, Lieutenant Colonel West. Leisha had found herself in an unplanned pregnancy and wasn't sure what to do. She searched for pregnancy services and found a preborn network clinic where she was counseled, supported, and offered a free ultrasound. After seeing her baby and hearing the heartbeat, she cried. She was certain she would keep her baby forever. Leisha gave birth to a baby girl who is smart, beautiful, and full of life. 
Often, she visits that same clinic and receives free clothes, diapers, and more. Because of your generous support, Preborn writes 200 stories just like these every day. $28 can be the difference between the life and death of a child. When a mother meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine connection and doubles a baby's chance at life. Let's join together and help mothers in crisis choose life. Just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby or visit preborn.com. That's preborn.com. All gifts are tax deductible and 100% of your donation goes towards saving babies. Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the morning on American Family Radio. All right, welcome back everyone. Jenna Ellis in the morning, 888-589-8840. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, guest hosting got a couple of calls we want to go to Jim in Mississippi go ahead intoxicated with unbroken success those lines sound familiar yeah absolutely that's from Abraham Lincoln and we've become intoxicated with our high living that we are cursed with an inability to do the common sensible things that are in our mutual interest. The country needs leaders. You're one of them. Uh, well, you're David very kind. Michelle Bachman, uh, Michelle Bachman, David Barton, General Boykin, uh, Dan Bongino, you guys need to form a coalition and lead a movement outside of this government. Constitutional government, it's gone. When the Supreme Court failed to hear those appeals, that was our signal right there that this thing has broken down. We've got we're taking on too much water to expect the hopes of another election to resolve the the problems that we're facing. Well, well, thanks so much, Jim. Let me let me answer to that. I think one of the most important things we have to realize is that the Constitution is a box and is a box to restrain the powers and constrain the powers of the federal government. And we've got to get back to understand that constitutional governance. But I often tell people that the most important level of governance when it comes to election integrity is at our county level. That's why county commissions are so important supervisors elections at the county level so important and constitutional shares at that county level is so important you know if we want to have paper ballots in a respective county they can pass that that resolution because they are the ones that implement the processes and procedures for an election in their county that's the jurisdiction the federal government can't do it the the, the state does it it's the county if they want to have voter registration roll review, if they want to make sure that the legals are not voting, all of those things can be done right there at the county level. So I would say focus on your county level without a doubt. And the other thing is that we need more Americans to understand the Constitution of the United States of America. And we need more Christians to get off of their butts in the pew to register to vote and get out and vote and be a lot more 
uh, educated on these issues. And I'll close on this note. We gotta have some past gotta have some pastors to step up to the plate because too many of our pastors are out there preaching a lot of false doctrines. And uh, it says something about that. I think it's Second Timothy chapter four verses two to five. You know the uh, the false prophets, the false narratives tickling the ears. They got to get serious about these issues. So thanks so very much, Jim. Uh, second caller, Pat out of Texas. Yes, sir, Lieutenant uh, Colonel West. Um, I just wondered what you thought about the uh, Texas. I know you said you went down to the border, and I was wondering what your uh, thought was about the Texas State Guard, not the National Guard, the Texas State yeah. Guard, and their support of the mission, you know, and it's a volunteer organization. You know, you're saying people need to get out there. It is a volunteer organization for Texas citizens. Maybe that could be promoted a little more. Well, you're absolutely right, Pat. And I think, uh, well, I used to be a member of the Texas State Guard, uh, but then when I ran for governor, I had to uh, step away from that because it'd be kind of a conflict of interest to be in an organization and you're running against the person that's the commander of the organization. So when you look at the Texas State Guard, I think it is time we start to rethink their mission, task, purpose, and how we implement them. Uh, they really would be a good force to be able to put down there on our border to have a consistent force that is enforcing the sovereignty of the state of Texas. Uh, and I think that one of the critical things that has to happen, when Texas has like a $32 billion surplus, we need to repurpose and reform the Texas State Guard. And that needs to be an arm of the Texas military department that can go down and do what is necessary in establishing a border control zone. Now, if we see that the federal government is going to eschew away their duties and responsibilities, constitutional duties and responsibilities on the border, then Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of the Constitution says exactly what a state can do to protect itself from invasion. So I think we need to relook the mission, the task and purpose of the Texas State Guard, and that can be a force that we can use to definitely stand against the cartels and the invasion that we see here in the state of Texas. Let's see if we have any other calls. Mark in Virginia. Good morning, Colonel. Um, I was listening to AFR yesterday, and a story came up, and my initial thought was I'd love to hear what Colonel West has to say about that, so it's very good that you're on today. Um, yeah. The question is the issue in Texas, why Texas Republicans are blocking Ken Paxson from prosecuting voter fraud in Texas. Well, I tell you, this was a huge issue. I used to be the chairman of the Republican Party of Texas, and the Texas Criminal Courts of Appeals were the ones that took away that ability of the attorney general to prosecute voter fraud cases. And let me tell you what that does. In the major urban population counties here in the state of Texas, Dallas County, where I live, Harris County, which is Houston, Travis County, which is Austin, Bear County, which is San Antonio, we have Soros-backed district attorneys. 
Now, what the Texas Criminal Courts of Appeals said that those local district attorneys would be the ones that would prosecute those cases. Do you really think a Soros-backed DA is going to do that? So we have a problem in the state of Texas with people that say, oh, and the criminal course of appeals here in Texas, all Republicans. And I know that you just saw this impeachment fiasco uh, that was brought about through the Texas State House, where supposedly we have a majority of Republicans, a super majority. There's an issue in Texas. We have a problem with establishment GOP members. And I remember as the chairman, you know, calling out the current Speaker of the House, Dave Phelan, as a political traitor. He put 13 Democrats in uh, committee chairmanship positions here in Texas. And then in his next legislative session, he put nine Democrats in. So there is something going on that here in Texas, we have this internal struggle of an establishment GOP against constitutional conservatives. And again, you look at our border, we have huge issues there. As a matter of fact, uh, I want you to look up this place called Colony Ridge. Colony Ridge has become one of the largest illegal immigrant settlements possibly in the country of 200,000 people just north of uh, Houston, Texas. And we are finding out that the developer of Colony Ridge has donated $1.4 million to the governor of the state of Texas. And his wife has donated hundreds of thousands of dollars. And also they've given donations to other state level representatives and also a U.S. congressional representative. I think it was the Daily Wire uh, broke a story on that just yesterday. So we have some internal problems here in Texas when it comes to dealing with this whole thing of illegal immigration, election integrity, and voter fraud. Uh, and there's a little bit of a cancer within the Republican Party. But the good thing is that the state Republican Executive Committee just voted for the current Speaker of the House, Dave Phelan to resign or for him to be voted out by vacating vacating of the chair. So that's what's happening here in Texas. Hey, Pamela, North Carolina. Yes. Yes. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Good morning. Thank um, you. I greatly appreciate you. My father is a Army retired command sergeant major, and it distresses me a little bit to see these immigrants coming over with their flags. And then I think of a report that I heard about how Germany was struggling with the same issue with allowing all these illegal immigrants to come into their country and they're just draining their resources. And to boot, they have no intention of working. And we know that the word says that if you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah. So um, I also comes to mind um, Psalms 119, 165 says, Great peace have they who love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Well, how do we know whose God these people are coming over since we don't vet them who they're, they're serving? 
And well, great. So I think I know the answer to that, but um, yeah. I would like your thoughts on the fact that they're coming over with their own flags to our country. No, great question, Pamela. And the thing you have to look at, why should they regard our country when they're being rewarded for disregarding our rule of law and our country? So, yes, they're coming in and you're going to see a balkanized type of United States of America, which is exactly what the progressive socialist left wants to have happen in America. This is about the fundamental transformation of the United States of America. And think about how insidious this is in that you have the governor of Illinois, Governor Prisker, who says that he wants to hire illegal immigrants as law enforcement officers. So people whose very action of coming into the United States of America was breaking the law, he wants to make them law enforcement officers and give them power over legal law-abiding American citizens. This is how crazy this issue of illegal immigration has gotten. The Constitution is very clear, and either we have people that honor the Constitution or we don't. And so that's where we stand. Let's go to Jim in South Dakota. How's it going? How's it going, Colonel? It's going very well, Jim. How are you? Good, good. Here's the thing, and this is the issue that I see in South Dakota. We have several factories and meatpacking plants, and this happened here where someone came into the meatpacking plant and yelled, La Migra, La Migra. And you know how fast that plant cleared out? It was a ghost town for the next four days. And long story short, you got to nip this in the bud. The people that are hiring the illegal immigrants, and they know they are, you need to get stricter laws and enforce them on them. That's one of the ways to get it fixed. And my opinion is the next administration, they need to deport them, point blank, end of story. What's your opinion on that? No, one of the things that I've always advocated for is a strong E-Verify system. You know, if we want to have seasonal workers who come here and, and work in the agricultural industry or in the meat packing industry, that's fine. They get a temporary work visa, and when that work visa is concluded, then they return back to their home country. They can reapply for a work visa. But to allow people to just come into the country illegally and then to hire them, that is undermining our economy. And I think the other thing that we have to do in the next administration is we have to stop handing out free money and benefits to Americans. We need to inspire Americans to get out there and work. And we need to have the right type of level of wages for Americans to go out there and work. So I think that's the critical thing. And we have to stop focusing on special interests or maybe self-interest. But I think also we need to look at stop allowing foreign nations to come in and buy up our farmlands and buy up our meat processing plants. So let's get back to hiring Americans I do agree with putting America first, but this whole thing about bringing illegal immigrants in, immigrants in to work in our factories, uh, I, I disagree with that. Temporary work visas is fine. All right, let's go to our next caller before I have to take a break. 
And that is Steve from Texas. I got about a minute and a half. Hey, Colonel, I appreciate you taking my call. I love you, and I appreciate your yeah. service. Um, Thank you, sir. A couple things. That, uh, yeah, I'm in Texas, and uh, a couple things I want to talk about just real quick here. Um, Ken Paxton, so I'm part of the pro-life committee here in uh, Waco, Texas, and uh, we did some research on him, and I, if I'm not mistaken, he was uh, he still was engaged in an affair, though, from three years ago that he said he quit with this lady, and then uh, she was put on, I guess, this uh, builder out there in Austin, Texas, is, uh payroll um to try to kind of cover a lot of that stuff up and she was paid off basically a hundred thousand dollars and i think she, he's still having that affair from my understanding um there's lots of kind of shady stuff going on with that so well let me answer I'm this real quick before that. i go to ba- break uh attorney general paxton he is not an uh a man that is innocent of some moral issues but is not criminal and so you could not impeach him upon something that was not criminal. Morally wrong, absolutely right. But the voters knew a lot about this and they voted him in. And so he has been reinstated and let's see him continue to do well. And let's pray for him that he will stop this illicit affair. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, Jenna Ellis in the morning. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the Morning on American Family Radio. All right, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, guest hosting for Jenna Ellis in the Morning, 888-589-8840 to call in and join in the conversation. We've been talking about the illegal immigration issue, but we can talk about any other thing that you want to bring up. And I also want to get to talking about some thoughts and perspectives about the GOP presidential debate that'll happen tonight up in uh, California. But first and foremost, we're gonna go to Brenda in Iowa. Brenda? Hello. Hi. Yes. Nice to talk to you. My pleasure. Um, I just have a couple of things about the immigration um, crisis. I have... um, family members that feel we need to be so compassionate to these people that their blinders are on that they just think we can just let anybody in because we're compassionate. Well, the thing is that we are compassionate. I think Americans are the most compassionate people in the world. But I would say talk to your relatives and say, why should we allow single military age males and females from countries like China or Venezuela or many other countries to come into the United States of America illegally. First and foremost, we have to respect our own rule of law. And there are many people that are immigrating to the United States of America that are following a legal process. So is it too much to ask of that? Ask your relatives if they were to try to do the exact same thing and just immigrate to another country by just walking or just showing up, would they be allowed to get uh, free taxpayer fan, fair, uh, free taxpayer funded benefits and things of this nature? So we are compassionate people. 
you look at what we do in sending aid all across the world, but we should be respected. So I think that's a critical thing. And I think that we should never forget the young lady, I believe in Iowa, who was murdered by an illegal immigrant and her body was found out in a field. So uh, thank you very much. So, And again, from a biblical perspective, tell them that after Adam and Eve was cast out of the Garden of Eden, there was a sword of fire that was there to make sure they could not reenter. So God understands borders. Okay, let's go to Michael in Alabama. Good morning, Colonel West. Morning, Michael. Uh, I just want to thank God that there's men like you out there standing for truth, and I uh, thank you, sir. My pleasure. Uh, my flaw is in regards to the uh, German family who's been here for 15 years and, in fact, had yeah. two children here in the U.S. Now, we keep hearing about with these illegals anchor babies. We can't separate families. Why hasn't this been applied to this German family? Well, because there is a two-tier system of justice that is out there. And as I said, this whole open borders policy is really a part of the religion of the left. And so here's a Christian family that came here legally that escaped the persecution of Germany because they were homeschooling their kids. They have not done anything wrong. Uh, and all of a sudden now they want to be deported. That To me, that's insidious. That's insane. It's disrespectful. So think about all of the people that are coming here illegally and be, you know, being wards of the state. We're, we're paying for them. We're supporting them in every single way. And so I think that we have to look at doing something different. And we have to protect the Romaki fa family, and they should not be deported. Because that really says a lot about this uh, Biden administration. Now, I got one question for you, Michael. War Eagle or, or Roll Tide? Oh, I'm a War Eagle. I got my Auburn uh, coffee cup here on the table. Okay. Okay, good to go, because I'm a University of Tennessee graduate, and I can't deal with that Roll Tide. Take care, Michael. <laughs> All right, Rebecca in Tennessee. Yes. Hello. Hello, Rebecca. Hello. Yes. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. I was curious to, to who you were in more favor of, or any at all, um, Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Well, you know, Joe Biden once told me that if I had questions about voting for him, that I wasn't really black and I didn't vote for him. So I think that would explain that. Uh, so when you look at the progressive socialist left and what they stand for, there's no way I'd ever vote for anybody on that side of the aisle. I'm a strong Christian constitutional conservative, and that's what I would be voting for. Correctly. Um, I have no, um, I've never voted for a president, but um, I think Donald Trump has a lot of uh, points in his reasoning for saying and doing certain things, but I don't, go for him because I don't think it's going to go down a good road. <laughs> well, what I want you to do is go out and research the issues and find a person that aligns themselves best with the issues that are important to you. And that's who you vote for. But when you look at the record of this Biden administration, there's no way anybody should support the Biden administration. 
So God bless you. Thanks so much, Rebecca. But let's go to Jerry in Texas. Hey, Colonel, retired chief here. Just giving you a call. Uh, I like what you just hey, said. I believe I'm the same way. A strong Christian constitutionalist. Uh, I, I want to get your opinion. I think one of the problems, personally, as a dad of four, homeschool is one of mine. Other three go to a Christian school, and I still have issues at the Christian school on them teaching our history and some of it not being accurate, um, to my understanding, because I can open the Constitution up and read it. Uh, I think that a part of the problem is, and even here in Texas, is that they're not actually opening up the Constitution and teaching it. It's uh, mm -hmm. Jenna Ellis says, and Abraham Hamilton say, they teach uh, somebody else's opinion of the Constitution instead of just opening up the original document and teaching from it and having that taught. If more people were taught from the actual document, to understand what the Founding Fathers were saying at that time, uh, more citizens would be alert of when their uh, rights are being overtaken by the government. The next thing no. is, is, real quick, I'm going to be real quick. Uh, I voted yeah. for you. I wish you'd run again. I want Abbott out. I don't agree with a lot of the stuff he does. Two is the Ken Paxton thing. I don't agree with Ken Paxton on a lot of things. I didn't originally vote for him in the primaries because there were too many unanswered questions. I voted for the other guy, but I'm definitely not going to vote for aggressive Democrat, that would be 10 times worse. And I'm going to let you go, brother. It's been a pleasure listening to you and having you fill in for Jenna Ellis. Have yeah. a blessed day. Well, thanks so much, Jerry. And let me tell you how important it is that we teach the Constitution. Because right now we've got a bunch of adults that are running around talking about using the 14th Amendment, Section 3, to prevent Donald Trump from being on the ballot in several different states. When you read Section 3 of uh, the 14th Amendment, you will understand that the founding fathers, uh, well, at that time, they were talking about the Civil War and people who took up arms against the country in the Civil War, who had once been officers in the military, United States military, who had once held elected positions and took an oath to the Constitution. Donald Trump is not an insurrectionist. And Donald Trump never took up arms against the United States of America. So it's so important that we teach and understand the, the language of the Constitution and the context of the Constitution. I mean, look at uh, the governor of New Mexico, Governor Grisham, and how she tried to suspend the Second Amendment because of a crime issue in Albuquerque that is really the basis of the failing leftist Democrat policies in many of our urban population centers. So we've got to do a better job of teaching the Constitution. And thank you so much, Jerry, for your support in the uh, election where I ran for governor here in Texas. Let's go to Tai Wu, who is in Texas also. Hey, Colonel. Um, this is Tai Wu. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, um, I want to touch on one or two things um, regarding the German uh, family um, that they're looking to deport. Um, it's obvious that that family would not be voting uh, Democrats uh, whenever they become, you know, full citizens, and um, they can be expended with. You know, it's obvious they're a Christian family and um, they're conservative, and I doubt it will be voting D. So that may be one of the reasons they want to get them out and, you know, to send a message. Um, also, um, I want to say I 
did vote for you uh, campaigning to become um, the governor of this state. And um, I was a little bit disappointed you didn't win. And um, I still want you to go back into the uh, Texas GOP because we need the kind of direction um, that you can provide. Well, thank you so thank much, Tai Wu, for that comment. And it again, the hypocrisy of the Biden administration attempting to you know, deport this family that has been here for 15 years legally while they're allowing millions of people to come in here to the United States of America illegally is, is very evident. It's just the same as how they are going out and conducting FBI raids against uh, pro-life ad- advocates and things of this nature. So we really, the body of Christ has to stand up and, and I'm going to be very honest, you know, Isaiah 5 and 20 talks about woe be to those who will call good, evil, evil, good, uh, light for darkness, darkness for light, exchange sweet for bitter and bitter for sweet. This is where we are. We're talking about evil with some of the policies, you know, declaring pairs to be in domestic terrorists, but yet you don't want to do anything about the the. the the cartels or Antifa or Black Lives Matter, and you want to deport a family that escaped persecution so that they could be here and freely educate their kids, I got a problem with that. And all Americans should have a problem with that. So thank you, Tai Wu, for your support. And uh, just keep lifting me up in prayer. Let's go to Kenny in Oklahoma. Good morning, Colonel West. We appreciate you very much. I'm sure that you will agree that the most grievous sin in America is the little children being indoctrinated in the public schools by the LGBT movement. Why yes. are more why aren't pastors across America crying out against this terrible sin? And who do you think would be the best presidential candidate to stand against the LGBT movement? Thank you, sir. Well, any candidate will stand up for what is right morally and biblically and the rule of law and stand up against the sexualization of our children. You know, this whole gender dysphoria and gender mutilation of our children, it has to stop. And I think that we need individuals and and the murdering of unborn babies in the womb. Uh, If you go to my Substack page, or a Steadfast and Loyal podcast, you'll see a monologue that I did about Planned Parenthood. And I think that we need to get that truth out there. So I think it's so important that we do have very courageous and very strong candidates that will go, and not just as president, but in the House and the Senate, all the way down to our local levels. But more importantly, our pastors have to get engaged in this. And our pastors have to start speaking about this from the pulpit. And the congregations, y'all need to demand better of our pastors because they cannot turn their back on these issues. So thank you so much, very much, Kenny. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens tonight on that debate stage. Let's go to Roxanne in Texas. Hi, Colonel West. Um, Hi, Roxanne. First of all, I... I hope you do run again against um, Governor Abbott. You'll have my vote. I watched the debates here in Conroe um, last time, 
And you're just hitting on all the points. And the fact that you're a godly man, um, I'm just, it's just so frustrating. Um, Nobody's mentioned um, the rigging of the elections. And do you honestly believe that there's ever going to be another Republican, forget conservative, but even a Republican um, in the president's um, chair ever again? Sure. Sure. Great question, Roxanne. Uh, And this might be the last one question I get to, but yes, there can be, but we have to focus at the county level. You know, one of the, the initiatives, the Dallas County Republicans are trying to push up here is to have paper ballots in the, uh, in their primary election next March. So I think we can get to that. And, And it's so important. We start at that level. When I look at Governor Shapiro of Pennsylvania, who is talking about automatic voter registration, we should file lawsuits against that and not allow that to to happen. Uh, Last question was Ronald from Alabama asking, are socialists communists? Socialism is an economic model that leads to communism, which is a societal model. You can be a socialist, you don't have to be a communist, but you can't be a communist without being a socialist. So God bless you all. I look forward to being with you tomorrow morning. And we're gonna talk about the GOP presidential debate that happened this evening. So please tune in tomorrow to Jenna Ellis in the morning, and I'll be honored to guest host. God be with you. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio. We'd like to thank our sponsors, including Preborn. Preborn has rescued over 200,000 babies from abortion, and every day their network clinics rescue 200 babies' lives. Will you join Preborn in loving and supporting young moms in crisis? Save a life today. Go to preborn.com.